Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four Club. And they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Welcome on. Welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. Part of the 1012 Network. You are on once again with your boy. I'll be sure. And it is time. We haven't had a fully ep- or full episode dedicated to the women in a little bit. So because of that, I had to bring on Kenzie Garcia to talk Texas Tech women's basketball. What's up, Kenzie? What's going on, Albie? I am excited to be back. I've been on the last few pods, but yeah, I'm glad to get a, a women-only episode going. That's right. But before we dive into the women-only episode, I do, uh, I do, I, we, I, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about a thriller that was the double overtime game against Kansas. I just, it was an amazing game. One of the best games. I know we lost and it sucks that we lost. So one of the best games of the college basketball season, incredible. Uh, Agbaju uh, was mad man. It was one of those games where you just, you just tip your hat, tip the cap to the other side because Agbaju was incredible. Um, and just an amazing game all around. I know you stayed up and watched it. Yeah, I did. I mean, I've tech always makes my blood pressure go up, but I mean, this game, I, I know that the, the Arizona state USC game got pushed back. And I was saying there's no shot. Anybody is mad right now that they can't watch this game because this might be the game of the year. Who the hell cares about some Arizona state and USC? Alumni. <laughs> don't we care about them? <laughs> Arizona state fans are like, ah, we don't have to watch that game. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I just, I know, I know, that game was incredible to me. Uh, I know some people were like this. I predicted Tech to lose that game simply because it was a game in the fog, a team that was going to be motivated to beat Tech. And we were down 12 or six minutes ago, and it still didn't matter. They still fought, tied the game up, a uh, game they could have won in overtime. It was just absolutely incredible. The fight that the Texas Tech team had to even get back in the game was remarkable. And I do want to address one thing, because right before we started recording, there was reports about, uh, Kevin McCullough receiving death threats. Terrence Shannon Jr., his her his mom, who's uh, one of Texas Tech Twitter's best follows on Twitter, was kind of 
kind of mentioning a little bit something about you know some of the some of the things that she's been seeing from but not just last night but during the day or not just the the Monday night but also during the day on Tuesday. Uh, and uh, hell, Coach Adams having to tweet say retweet if you're with us. Like that, that, even that retweet alone kind of tell me that something there was something in the air. And as a fan base, and I'm talking not just the 90 percent that are good. All right, I I I get it. 90 percent of the fan base, 95 percent of the fan base are are angels. We're great. We support the team. All that I understand that. It doesn't matter, right? I don't care that 90 percent of the fan base is good. We have to eradicate all of it. We have to shame and condemn all of it. That shouldn't even be part of it. I don't care about that. Every fan base has bad eggs. I don't care. It, it does. None of that matters. Like we have, it, it, we have as a tech fan base, we have a bad reputation for a reason. It's so much so, and we've joked about it a lot, but it's so much so that people can lie on tech fans like Bob Huggins, like Gary Patterson, et cetera. And everybody else, the rest of the sports called sports world is just like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Cause of Texas tech fans. Right. And we have to do a better. We have to go above and beyond to really eradicate these things. We can't just look at it and say, OK, well, well, every fan base has bad eggs. I don't care. It's bad. It's a bad look on us as a fan base. It's a bad look on the university. It's a bad look on the athletics program. And and we have it, it has to be something that is is completely stamped out. That is it's ridiculous. Death threats to one of our best players on the team. The rep, and these are the same people that are going to send death threats one day, and the next day ask Kevin McCullough for his autograph uh, because he he dropped a twenty piece. Like it's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's ah, uh, it, it sickening. Yeah, I mean, I mean this in the most non-joking manner possible. Like, get help. There's obviously something going on that makes you feel that way towards athletes that are representing your school in in an incredible way and in in such a respectful way like these guys have been amazing representing texas tech deal with whatever issues are going on in your life don't take it out on these guys because they're humans too they're just like you they feel the same things you do except they're under a thousand percent more pressure do you remember being in college and how much pressure you felt just trying to go to class just trying to get your degree these guys are playing major major basketball major athletics and that's a lot for them to handle so just don't don't be that person if you've got problems just get help just deal with it don't take it out on these guys kevin mccullough is six six two ten let me tell you something you're not you're not saying that to uh saying that to him to his face no shot <laughs> not at all all right so don't 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 play with that man um and it's it's absolutely it's unacceptable i had i had to address that from the very beginning kenzie because i that's just it's Stupid as hell. Uh, don't. It, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? Every, all these keyboard warriors like to, you know, and all these, all the. It, it's just, it's just stupid as hell. Uh, anyways, let's let's start. Let's get. I was about to say let's be a uh, be a little bit more positive, but the, the Texas Tech women's basketball team is on a two game losing streak, and this is this is before. They go to the toughest stretch of the schedule. So let's let's talk about the latest game they played. Also playing at Kansas this past Saturday, they went into the fog and lost 71-57. Two up, two late, and we talked about this before. This is a pretty decent Kansas team. So not, nothing to, to scoff at. Uh, Viv Gray put up 32 points in this game. She played well. Can't say the same for most of the other for the rest of the team, though. Yeah, I mean, this is I'm just I'm going to chalk it up to, to injuries. I don't like to make that excuse, but I mean, this has just been such an inconsistent, just injury laden, whatever laden is going on with this team. There's just there's no consistency. I mean. And it's turning into like 
the 2020 Red Raider women's team, except we don't have Lexi Gordon to help out every night. Viv Gray's just out there doing it by herself. Yeah, this this this, this game, she really was Superwoman. There was like they couldn't hold her, but like at, at one point it seemed like, especially in the second half, that Kansas was like, you know what? Let her score. It don't matter because nobody else will. Every, you know, everybody else struggled in this game. Uh, Tyler Thomas, who's is kind of the Robin to Viv Gray's Batman, she all had another game where she was kind of blanking on the offense side. And I think what was worse in this game, or I guess the worst part I should say about this game, was is that like the we rebounded the ball fairly well, right? I mean, the, the the rebounding battle was pretty close from between both Tech and Kansas, so it wasn't necessarily that we weren't getting other opportunities. I mean, Hattie Faye had three offensive rebounds herself, but instead of putting the ball back up, she tried to pass it out and which led to turnovers or led to missed shots, missed baskets. And it just, it, it just really was not a good game. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the thing that really hurts us the most right now is the fact that we just, there, there doesn't seem to be someone else to lean on. You see Hattie Faye show up and have two really great games offensively, but you know, that's not her game yet. Maybe it's becoming a part of it, but when you go around and look at the rest of the bench, you don't have Bree Scott, who I was excited to see, who was scoring a lot of points. Lexi Hightower had one of those games where, you know, if she's off, she's off. She was one for five. Again, Riley McKinney, two for four. Where's the shots? Why isn't she getting more targets? I'm not going to I'm not going to go on that. You guys have heard me. It's a dead horse. But it's I, it's so frustrating because you see these players, you see a Brent Garlick, you see a Taylor Thomas, you see Lexi Hightower have the the capability to score 15 to 20 points a night. And here we are. We're just, I feel like we're stuck in the mud. I, I think stuck in the mud is a good way to describe it. We've talked about all year about this being a, re, a true rebuilding year, a, a year that we really need to lay the foundation for this basketball team, this program going forward. And so I, I find sometimes, you know, when I watch this team, a lot of the times I'm thinking, okay, well, this is a learning moment. This is a learning moment. This is a learning moment. But eventually, we got to have to learn. Like, eventually, there's times where you have to sit, sit back and take the lessons learned from past games and put it forward. And in this game, you know, especially in the first half, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is a close game against a good team. Maybe we're learning. But then the same bad quarter happened. And it seems like every game, we have a bad quarter. And then third quarter happened this in this game. By the fourth quarter, it just didn't matter. And we, it, we these are the, some of the same mistakes we're constantly getting. Like you've been saying, Riley McKinney not not taking not taking more of an aggressive stance and not getting as many shots as she should. Having situations like Brendan Gurlitz, she had four turnovers in this game. She was inefficient in this game, not playing the game to her strength. Taylor Thomas, like I said before, not not being aggressive in her own right. Right, like some of the same mistakes we've complained about are continuing. I think that is just as big of a problem as everything else. I mean, I I think we're at the point where this team may not see 11 or 12 wins. I mean, they're struggling that hard. And I know there's there's external factors with injuries affecting it. But at some point, someone else has got to step up and do something because we've I mean, we've watched Taylor Thomas average a double double for most of the the start of this year. Now that, you know, the mud of conference play has shown up, it's it's disappearing and. There, there ha- I think there just has to be an emphasis on taking care of the ball at this point. Even if you lose the game, like just stop turning the ball over 18 times. You're giving the other team free points and teams like Kansas, you can compete with if you can take care of the ball. But teams like Baylor and Iowa State, you're going to get run out of the gym. <laughs> I 
That's very true. So uh, let's. Um, I do want to give credit to Kansas. Holly Gerskiger, or Holly Gers. You know how I am with names. Holly Kersgeiter, right? There we go. There it is. She um, she played great. She had 17 points for Kansas in this game. Uh, uh, Chandler Prater also. I had to get that first name right. Chandler Prater also <laughs> uh, had 18 points in this game coming off the bench. She was somebody that they, she had the hot hand in the second half. They kind of just leaned on her. Uh, and, 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 and I'm not even going to attempt. Chats. Uh, they, they said her name throughout the game a couple times. And I didn't even. I, I was like, you know what? That's just not going to be for me <laughs> on that podcast episode. But she had 11 points herself. But, you know, it's just this was this was a game that Tech come, came in as an underdog. And once that third quarter rolled, put a fork in us. We were done. And it just it, we, we didn't really have fight in the fourth quarter to come back. Uh, against a good team. Mind you, Kansas is a good team. I'm not, I don't want to say that this was, you know, I, I don't want to necessarily take anything away from them or anything like that, but I definitely thought this was a game where we would hopefully learn from some of the, some of the mistakes we made in the past. We just did not. Um, and Kenzie, we're going to have to, we're going to have to learn pretty soon because like I mentioned earlier in, in the episode, there is a gauntlet coming up and that starts this Wednesday night. Actually, this pod should be dropping Wednesday. So tonight, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, tonight, they are going to be playing uh, the ba- 11th ranked Baylor Bears. It's a home game. It's a home game. And when and when I was at Tech, right, playing a top ranked Baylor team, usually was pretty was pretty big deal. I was I was there when we rushed the court uh, after beating Brittany Griner and the number one ranked Baylor Bears. This time they're ranked 11th. And after starting the conference season off in a very fun, joking way when they were one and two, right? And we all we were all laughing about Baylor and how, ha-ha, they're at the bottom of the conference. Uh, well, you know, actually, and they were over, they started off the conference over and two, sorry. Uh, well, they've won three straight, including a, a big blowout win against Iowa State in their last time out. They're back. They're back to being the Baylor that that we're, we're scared of. And, and considering how hot they are and how cold we are currently, this matchup does not seem good. No, I mean, this is a, this is a game where if you're a student at Texas Tech, the, you got to be there. Please, please go to these two games, both Baylor and Iowa State, because that's probably the only shot we're going to have is if we have a disruptive environment, because Baylor's bringing in Melissa Smith. She's probably going to go one or two overall in the WNBA draft this year. 20 points, 12 boards. I mean, that's that's terrifying on its own. But I mean, they have guards out to Wazoo. This is going to be this is going to be a ride and not in a good way. I'll say this, though, and, and I even though I spent the first you know five minutes of this episode really docking tech fans, uh, tech fans have actually really supported this this women's basketball team. I We are, I believe, in attendance fourth in the conference. For a team that's right now fighting to not be last, uh, last in in the conference standings, I, I think the tech the the fan base has and fan base honestly has always done a really good job of supporting the women's basketball team, right? Even even I even argue, you know, before the the Tubby Smith came here, the the women's basketball team had a stronger fan base than the men's team did, right? So so this we have tech fans we've done a really good job of supporting the women. But I agree, Baylor. This this stretch coming up, we got that support going to have to be a little bit higher to even have a shot at this. This Baylor Bears team is good. They're they're ferocious. Um, every every bit of 
the the team that we thought maybe wasn't going to be there anymore after the 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 stretch where they lost to Michigan, Kansas State, and Oklahoma, they're back, and that really starts with their star player that is Melissa Smith. Talk a little bit about uh, Mrs. Smith. I mean, I, this is this is a terrifying matchup because it, this is one of those games where you've got this number one overall draft pick potentially to worry about. And then you've got another guard who scores 13 points a game in Jordan Lewis, who was absolutely stroking it against Iowa state from three point land. And if you guard her, then you've got Sarah Andrews and you got Jamie Asbitt, like, and then you got queen Egbo understand it. This is, this is a disaster of a matchup based on athleticism. And I know we said that against Texas and I know they played well against Texas, but this is a whole other level of athleticism. Yeah, no, seriously, because it's not just Melissa Smith, right? Jordan Lewis, it's Queen Egbo, it's Jimmy Asbury, like this. <laughs> and, and and unfortunately, when you're talking about the athleticism they have, uh, what is the thing that we struggle with the most? <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, we said it against uh, against Lamar, like they were like a decently athletic team, and look what happened. Like this is, this oh, they is had us in the quadruple the athleticism. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this is just a not only is Baylor just incredibly good, not only is Baylor just incredibly good, but this is a game. So so this is a game where it's just a bad matchup. This is a really, really bad matchup for tech. And I wish I could say that, well, you know, as as worse come to worse, we'll be able to, to calm Melissa Smith down. I don't see it. She <laughs> she is a bit of a monster, right? And so anytime that you have a six two post with a decent mid-range. In the in a in a situation where you really can't stop her, we have our we mind you, we have a Melissa Smith on our team, and Viv Gray. Problem is, Melissa's more athletic. She's a little bit. She's a little. She's much better in the post. Uh, a little bit better. I wouldn't. I won't say better in the mid range, but about the same in the mid range, which is Viv Gray's strength, right? Like it's, it's, ah, man, this is this is a rough one. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a game where Tech is gonna have to play like perfect basketball just to stay within like 10 like perfect basketball i mean taking care of the ball we're gonna have to have guard scoring viv gray's gonna have to have a 30 point night they are gonna have to be flawless to even have a shot at keeping it close so who is the player on the texas tech women's basketball team that's going to have to really be the key factor the player of the game for tech to get a w i mean i think at this point it's going to have to be uh, either a Taylor Thomas or a Hattie Faye at the end of the day. I think it's going to have to be Taylor Thomas. I think she's going to have to be that that aggressive, going hard in the paint, driving at the hoop. She's going to have to find that confidence again because we need her. to. We need that second threat to drive into the paint to get to give us something. If, if, if we can draw free throws, if we can... God forbid, get some looks and actually get some layups. But if anything, just kick it out and hope that maybe a card shows up or something. But I think Taylor Thomas is going to have to be kind of the the X factor here. I'll give you a name. It's your girl, Lexi Hightower. And I'll say this. she I think if she has a game where she puts up 15, maybe even 20 points, Tech got a, got, has a shot. And I'll tell you why. It's really because that that outside shooting she provides will be huge to spread the court. Right, she has a little bit more confidence than Riley McKinnon. The reason why I picked Lexi Hightower because Lexi Hightower, when she's hot, she's like, "Nah, give me the rock. I'm shooting this thing." 
And she's not, and she's not going to stop. And so, having the ability to spread the court like the way like Lexi Hightower does, I think that'll that'll open up lanes for both Viv Gray and Taylor Thomas to do work. And so, I, I that's that's kind of my X factor is Lexi Hightower. Honestly, it's all three of them. It's like the high tower, Taylor Thomas is Viv Gray, and it's Hattie Faye, and it's Riley McKinney, and it's all of them playing a flawless game for us to be close to winning this game against Baylor. It truly is a David versus Goliath type of matchup. Uh, so, Kenzie, does David beat Goliath? I mean, you know me. I like to, I like to keep it as real as I can, but. I just, you know, I don't want, I don't want to get. Hey, I'm not going to take the the Albie Shore. You know, it's going to be a 30 point blowout. But you're not going to go all the way there. This one, this one doesn't feel good. I don't like. I said it's going to have to be perfect basketball to to stay close. The way they ran over Iowa State scares me. I I I mean, I just hope we can keep it within 20, honestly. And if I have to get flamed for this, if we somehow win this game, I will happily get flamed. Yeah, about to say you make that edit. Put your name behind that. <laughs> okay. Because uh, you know what? I know I just said it's David versus Goliath, but I'm predicting it. Texas Tech W. And I'm going to tell you why, Kenzie. Last time we had a women's only episode, what did we say? This team only beats ranked teams. And you know what Baylor is? They're ranked. So I have literally no other reason to pick Texas Tech to win this game. None. I can't give you analysis to tell you why I think Texas Tech is going to win this game. The only reason I do, uh, any anal- only analysis that I have is that Texas Tech has lost the last five games. The last five games they played against unranked opponents, they have lost. The last two games they played against ranked opponents, they've won. So I'm going with the Texas Tech victory at home Wednesday night against the Baylor Bears. I have no, I have no reason for it. I don't, I, you know, I don't have analysis. That's I mean, just, at this point, uh, we just have to test the theory. I'm just. It, it's scientific <laughs> you know, research. You know, you know how like you get get the hot hand and you just you know you you just uh uh you t- you're testing it you jack you jack up the long distance three to just to just check it see how hot you are that's what I'm doing I'm just seeing how like like can we can we make it another upset right because at this point the only chance the tech this team has at a postseason is pulling off as many upsets as possible and so they already got two really good wins on their resume unfortunately they have like a bunch of other losses. Right, so pulling off these big upsets are the only chance this team has of a, of a postseason. I'm not just saying the NCAA. I'm talking about any postseason. I'm talking. I'm talking about the CBI, right? Um, but but uh, yeah, let's. Uh, I have no analysis behind it. So here's the thing, though, Ken's after playing 11th ranked Baylor Bears at home, you would think most teams get a break. You know, what I'm saying maybe a little like when we played Texas, we got to play Oklahoma State right after that. You know, a nice little. I'll drop down. No, not this team. They get to play 13th ranked Iowa State immediately after that on Saturday. Uh, who? Oh, sorry. I said, yeah, on Saturday. Uh, who do you, or let me backtrack there. What do you think about this game? I mean, it's it's essentially the same team that you see in Baylor, maybe with a little less guard talent. I mean, they still have Ashley Jones, who... Also, it was going to be a top five WNBA draft pick this year. So, you know, we're you're not really dropping anything off because she scores 20 points a game. She gets 10 rebounds a game. And then they've got they've got guards that can shoot. So it, it's essentially the same matchup with maybe like a little less talent in the post and a little less scoring from the guards. But they're still just as talented. Like, 
I, I will say though, this is what I will say about Iowa State. This is a very good Iowa State team. This is a very good Iowa State team. But as much as I joked about us, you know, trying to pull off the upset against Baylor, I, I just think it's the Baylor game just a bad matchup. I actually don't think this is as, as bad a matchup as the Baylor game. I think this is an Iowa State team similar to the men's team that plays very hard, very tough, very rough, right? Very, a team that is going to dive after every loose ball. They have there's a culture around them, but not as athletic. Also, and I know, I know Jamie. Jamie Styles over at the 1012 network is going to kill me for saying this. They don't scare me and they're not that talented. <laughs> like, they, okay. And like, when I say that, I'm, I'm more so saying like, there's nobody on this team that I think is going to be in playing in the W. Right. There's a, there's two or three players on Baylor's team that I think has uh, professional careers in the W in their future. There's no, not a, even Ashley Jones, who's right now dropping 20 a game for them. I still don't think she has, like, like maybe, maybe we see her, but that's that's probably it. Like, like some of the other beasts that they have on their team is Lexi Donarski, Emily Ryan, Aubrey Jones. Like, they have decent players. I'm not saying the players are trash by any by any means, right? But they don't. None of those players scare me. And so, though, yes, Iowa State should be the favorite. They should be the favorite by a lot. And yes, they're, they're probably going to win this game, but. It's not. It's it's very different than the Baylor team. I I don't know. Am I am I am I off on saying this? No, I mean I, I don't think you're off at all. I mean they're they they are a lot less talented on paper, and I think this game feels this one is a little more like the Texas game, where Texas does have talented guards, but they're not they're not Baylor level. They're not like WNBA. There's not like four WNBA players on that team. This is a game that Tech could win. But it's going to take it's going to take some things like, you know, how we just talked about that perfect basketball to stay close with Baylor. If we do play perfect basketball against Iowa State, it's a game we can win. It, I, I agree. Like, like, this is a much more like if we're comparing the two games, if we're comparing the two games. This is a much more winnable game, especially on a Saturday, right? A Saturday, the, the, the stadium will be more full. Than, than Wednesday. Saturday games are always, weekend games are always more full. It doesn't matter. Men, women, doesn't matter. It's always more full. You know, people are more available, et cetera. Um, and this is a, a game that I just, the matchup is a little bit better, right? Like you, like you were, you were kind of mentioning how guard heavy they are. It's, this is just a, I don't know, man. This is just a game that I do think if I had to pick a game that I think that the upset is really going to happen, this would be the one I choose. Now, that being said, I just mentioned all the, the players they have. Like, Ashley Jones is dropping 20 a game. Lexi Dornoski is dropping 15 a game. Emily Ryan dropping 11 a game. Aubrey Jones dropping 9 a game. Morgan Kane dropping uh, 8 a game. Uh, Beatrice Jordao is dropping 7 a game. That's their big center in the middle. Like, they, they, they got beasts, right? They got players. Uh, and, I, and, and all credit to them and how they're coached. They dive at the loose balls. They have a culture around them. This is, as we, we talked about how the Kansas Jayhawks were having – one of the better seasons in their program, Iowa State. I think this is the best season in Iowa State program history from from some of the tweets that I've seen on Iowa State Twitter. So, like, they have, like, everything's in front of them for this. And if you're an Iowa State fan, you're not looking at this Texas Tech game as being one that you're really going to have to struggle with. I just think if we're comparing two behemoths of games, this is one that's a little bit more winnable. Yeah, I mean, I think something to kind of take into consideration is they've lost two games in a row. I think they've kind of been bouncing back a little bit from some COVID issues. So 
you know, maybe this is this is one of those games where I feel like it's, you know, if this was like the Texas Tech men's side and we're going to like Oklahoma State and you feel like this is a game we should win. But like you feel a little bit nervous, you're like, uh, I mean, obviously, I know the competition's a little bit more even on the men's side, but like you just don't feel great, even though you feel like you should win. So in this matchup, who is the person that needs to be kind of the X factor in this one for Texas Tech to be able to pull off that upset? I mean, I know I get flamed for this a lot, but like we're going to need we're going to need guard play. We're going to need them all to show up. We can't because if we can shut down, I mean, Lexi Zanarski was like one for 10 at Baylor. Like she was flustered. And as soon as she got flustered, nothing was going in. So we're going to need. I mean, you got your Tatum Weitenheimer plays really, really dogged defense. We're going to need everybody to do that. All of the guards are going to have to step up and work. And I mean, Ashley Jones is going to score. That's what she does. But if we take away a couple of other guards and we can kind of force the match up inside and Hattie Faye can show up like she's been on the defensive end, that's a recipe for an upset. So my X factor guards guard play. I I think the main thing here is you've got to force Ashley Jones and Lexi Darnowski off the three-point line. And Aubrey Jones, for that matter. Like, like I think one of the things that make this team so dangerous is they're such a good three-point shooting team. Like, they're an incredible three-point shooting team, right? And I think if you hound the top, and and, and this is one of those, like, we already play man quite a bit. I, I don't want us to see, please, to see us play zone too much in this one, right? I want to see us really tire this team out. More presses, more traps attack the three-point line and get them off the three. Let them dribble on the inside a little bit more. And I think that's where we are going to be successful in, in this game with a team that, like we've said, is not as athletic, right? So it's not like we're going to get – Baylor, I wouldn't suggest that because you do that, they're just going to kill you. They're just going to drive in the paint. You can't catch up. And with that ball movement, it's going to be a wrap. I always say you don't have to worry about that as much. Now, the ball movement is good, but they're not going to necessarily beat you off the dribble too much, right? And so I think – but really, the, the, this three-point shooting team – like, Aubrey Jones averages 47% from, from the three-point line. That's wild. That is wild. So I think really running them off the three-point line will be essential in this. And, and somebody like Weitenheimer, who – listen, we talked all, se- all season. Her, her offensive game ain't there. But her defensive game, probably the best defender on the team. So running them – somebody like Weitenheimer, like Riley McKinney, really running them off the three-point line could be really beneficial for Tech in this game. Um, and, and those, I mean, that's, I, I said, Lexi Hightower for the Baylor game. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say those two for this game in their defense, right? Riley McKinney and, T- uh, uh, Tatum Weidemheimer. Those are two, two ladies that really get after it on the defensive side of the ball. And so I expect nothing less than this one. And I think their ability to run some of these guards off of that three point line will be huge. So Kenzie, you didn't go tech against Baylor. Are you picking tech to upset Iowa state? <sighs> You know, when we got on to record this pod, I didn't feel great. I did not feel great about it. Now that we've talked about it, kind of dove into the stats a little more. I watched Iowa State play Baylor. I feel like this is one we can get. I think this is one that we're going to win. I think that they've had these really bad third quarters. And I think this is a game where they're going to come out. They're going to throw a punch. They're going to they're going to be close at halftime, whether or not they're up or down. It's going to be like the Kansas game. They might be within a couple points. I think they're going to come out in the third quarter and they're going to keep the momentum up. I think this is a game that Texas Tech is going to win. I'm going to go like a 
63-59 type of situation. It's, it's not going to be fun for us to watch, but I think it's going to be fun in the end. Bam, 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 bam. Kenzie Garcia. Calling the upset. Big, big call in the upset. Look, look at you go. Look at you go. I'm, I, you know, I, uh, do I see the Texas Tech women's basketball team winning this game? I do not. Am I going to predict them to win this game? Absolutely. You know why, Kenzie? <laughs> because Iowa State's ranked. That's it. I have no other analysis. Listen, I, I, as much, I do think this game is more winnable than the Baylor game. I, I, but I, as a team, they're shooting 37% from three point line. And it's, I know I can sit here on my uh, gaming chair talking into my podcast mic and say that all we need to do is run them off the three point line. It's not going to be that simple. Um, I do think they're probably going to kill us from three point line. I do think Ashley Jones is probably putting up 20 points a game again. Uh, but they're ranked, which means that the Texas Tech women's basketball team will once again, out of nowhere, randomly pull off the upset. So that's that's all I got. Not real. I know this makes no sense if you're listening. You're saying, well, what is Albie talking about? He just had every reason why Texas Tech will probably lose this game, but then predict a a win. It's it's I I'm literally just I, I'm ch- testing the theory of this team will only beat ranked teams, and I hope so because after this game, they have to go and then play 25th ranked Kansas State, and then uh, after playing 25th ranked Kansas State, uh, who do we have after that, Kansas? I I just lost it. They've got number nine Texas, a little ninth bit of a ranked break Texas again against oh, Oklahoma you know, hey, State. Hey, that ain't, beating Texas, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem, right? Like, <laughs> right? We beat uh, we we actually get to play two teams we've already beaten that were both ranked at the time that we beat them. And funny enough, when we played Kansas State, they were twenty fifth ranked. Us beating them knocked them out of the ranking. Now they're back at twenty fifth ranked. When we be- played Texas, they were ninth ranked. Us beating them knocked them out, knocked them down. Now they're back to ninth ranked. So they're That's both true. back to where we were, they were when we played them. So which means that if this theory holds true. Tech will be on a four-game winning streak before they play Oklahoma State. That's an unranked team and 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 lose because that's just that's just how this team works. So, anything else you want to say to the people, Kenzie? I do. Just want to give like one huge shout out to Aoka Lee. I mean, I don't. I'm I'm sure people saw it scrolling across their timeline or on ESPN or whatever. Sixty-one points, NCAA Division One women's record. I mean, it, absolutely insane. I hope that's not the Aoka Lee that shows up. Next time we play them, because Hattie Faye made her look pretty much invisible, but 61 points? Oh, my God. Let me, let me, I, I thank God this did not happen against us. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I got. Ioka Lee, you are a beast. Thank you for not doing this against us. That's, that's all I got. That's not, nothing else. I, uh, if, uh, if one day I meet you, that's, I, I'll say the same thing to you, is that thank you for not putting up 61 points against Texas Tech. <laughs> and not it. only so, is she not she, I, I saw a mock draft of her shoot all the way up to number five like this year and she she just said on uh, in a press conference today she's staying in school so we got to see her again next year you know i uh, i would have been okay if she left <laughs> same. i um same. you know i i would have been okay if she left you know it's uh i'm a sparks fan we need all the help we can get so uh, and you know, one one place I did not want to see her next year was playing. We are we are already gonna have to play her again here in about a what ten days, 
And I was hoping that'd be the last time I ever had to play against Ioka Lee. And that's just not going to be the case. So if you are listening to this, Ioka Lee, new friend of the pod, um, really think harder about that decision. If you, I, I, I am all for you getting paid more in the W uh, and leaving and never playing Texas Tech again. That'd be great. Um, so for our women's expert, that is Kenzie Garcia and our producer extraordinaire in the background, that is Dylan Smythe. This is Albie Shore and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.